When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. college to be a school teacher, and that only happened for four years. Uh, then I had my own business, and then the, uh, de- the well, I call it a depression because I got depressed. The 2008-2009 uh, recession happened, and I lost everything, and I couldn't find a job. And I heard that the uh, taxi companies were hiring, and I thought, meh, I, uh, I decided to go for it. And of course, they hired me right there. My name is Corey Langdon. I used to be a taxi driver in Las Vegas, Nevada. I was like a uh, psychologist on wheels. You know, people would say, uh, I've never told anybody this before, but... I love showing Las Vegas. You know, I'm not from here, but I've been here for 15 years, and I love it here. This is my town. This is my chosen place to live. I don't know if that sounds corny or not, but I mean, I just love to show people Las Vegas and tell them little trivia things and, you know, just little anecdotes like the uh, Luxor spotlight, you know, that goes 50 miles up into the air. I ask people, so how much do you think the Luxor pays for uh, the electric bill every hour? They'd say, how much? I'd say $51 an hour. So they were pretty impressed with that. When I was 18, I I took a class in community college, um, which was uh, uh, filmmaking. And of course, all we had then was Super 8 (laughs) movie cameras. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, I would splice these little 
videos together and stuff. And when I got the cell phone, you know, and the cell phone had the video camera on it, I've been filming things all over. I like, oh, let me see. The Flamingo Wash uh, runs through the garage of the, uh, the Link Hotel. And when it rains really hard, the garage floods. And, um, you know, nobody can go in there and stuff. And so, sure enough, one, one day I'm driving, and, it, and the, it's just this huge flood of water going through the Link Hotel's garage. And um, I was just filming it. And I got really close to the water. And if I'd fallen in, shit, I would have, you know, been gone down into the, the flood channels because it was really going. But, I mean, I wanted to show people. And then I put it on Facebook, and... And uh, people were like, oh, cool, wow, you know. I love filming stuff, you know. I just, I just do. And then I post them for my friends on Facebook. It was October 1st, 2017. It was pretty much an average uh, Sunday night uh, in the late afternoon and up until I quit, you know, stop working around eh, to 1.32 a.m., uh, I always used to play play the airport, they call it, and I would just uh, pick up people from the airport and take them to, uh, you know, someplace on the strip. I had uh, picked up a businessman, nice guy, we had a nice conversation, and it was about, I'm thinking it was about 9 45 when I dropped him off and normally I would go straight back to the airport and so I'm driving and and I thought huh let me see what uh, Mandalay Bay you know is looking like sure enough the Mandalay Bay taxi line wasn't very busy and I thought man let me pull in here for a little while so I did I pulled into the Mandalay Bay taxi line I normally don't keep the window open, you know, just for security purposes, but it was an absolutely gorgeous autumn night, and uh, the window was down, and I heard three things, three cracks, and I thought, well, that's weird. I wonder what that is. And then I remembered... Room 91 Harvest Festival is this weekend on the Vegas Strip that there was that country music festival, a, a catty corner across the street from the Mandalay Bay, and I thought, oh, that's uh, firecrackers and fireworks from the, uh, the festival over there. It's something else. It's not gunshots. And after I'd heard those cracks... I heard what sounded like jackhammering. And I thought, oh, huh, wonder what's going on. Okay, oh, and then I remembered that, yeah, they do. They were doing uh, construction and, and uh, jackhammering and stuff in front of the Mandalay Bay, and yes, they do it at 10 o'clock at night because it's cooler and there's less traffic. The last thing in, in my head was that it was, you know, somebody above me shooting down on the festival across the street. Nobody thinks like that. I actually didn't turn on my, my video until after the shooting had been going, I think, uh, three or four minutes. And uh, I heard the, the third volley and then the fourth volley, and I thought, wait a minute, something's going on. 
and I even, it sounds weird, but I even thought, huh, this is newsworthy. This might be historic. And then I just started hearing more gunfire. We have the, uh, what, CB radios, the dispatch um, radio that in all the cabs. Well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And everything seems normal when it's not. That's when one of my supervisors who was at the airport, uh, he came on and he said, okay, well, there's been a shooting at the Mandalay Bay. There's several people injured and hurt and, and don't go near the Mandalay Bay. So here I am, I'm sitting at the Mandalay Bay and I'm looking around and it was eerily quiet. And so I got on the radio and I said, where are the cops at? I'm right here by the porch at Mandalay Bay and everything just seems to be normal here. All right, I'm leaving. This is ridiculous. I don't know why people aren't leaving. This is insane. Yeah, so I finally decided, oh my God, this is crazy. I'm gonna get out of line and get out of here. So I went up through the valet and I stopped. Everybody's just standing around. There's, it doesn't seem like anybody's uh, moving. And I'm like, God, what are these people deaf or something? What's up with these folks? And there was a guy smoking a cigarette leaned up against uh, one of the poles and he was just standing there, you know, nobody, they thought I was crazy, I guess. All right, this is crazy. I don't know. I didn't fear for my life because, A, I didn't know what the hell was going on, and B, I wanted to be there and I wanted to document it. It seems like it's coming from up there. Oh, shit. I... All right, I'm out of here. Uh, I got down to Mandalay Bay Drive, and I could have turned left to get out of there, or I could have turned right and gone towards the festival. And I could see the, the like, red and blue uh, police lights and everything, and I thought, meh, let's keep going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, go that way and keep filming, because I'm a documentarian. Amateur. All right, well, I was in the Mandalay Bay, and oh my God, now there's cops everywhere. It seems like it's coming from like the 10th floor of Mandalay Bay. I don't know. God, this is insane. I turned right, and I had to stop at the the light there on Las Vegas Boulevard, Mandalay Bay Drive, and it was a long light. I wouldn't go anywhere near Trop on the boulevard or anywhere like that. Because you got a clear line of sight, so I wouldn't go anywhere near there. Yeah, this is weird.
Yep, there you got cops right there. Good Lord. They're standing there with, with big old shotguns in their hands and they're ducking down under their, their cars. Yeah, now there's people running. Shooting at the festival across from the Mandalay Bay, please try to stay away. All right, so now you got people running. You got people climbing over the fence there. This uh, man and woman, young man and woman, uh, came up. All right, oh. okay, okay. <laughs> Broken leg. Broken leg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anywhere. Anywhere. Is there somebody out there? Go. Go. Okay. All right. All right. Oh God, there is an active shooter. Okay. So many people are dead. Are you kidding me? Go, go, go. Go, go, go. I don't know how it happened, but I turned around and there was five people in the back of my car. The one woman, I call her Miss Thang, she had her butt in her husband's face, and she's kind of leaning over the front seat. Miss Thang's husband, Mr. Thang, he actually hit my arm. I had my camera in the my right hand at that point. Yeah, where are we, where are we going? Are you fucking videotaping this shit? Yeah, yeah! No, I'm not going to fucking stop filming this. Just fuck you, you know? This is important stuff. You know, you can get out if you don't want me to film. Go! No! No, please! Go! I can't, there's a bunch of people! And there was people in the roads, and they're saying, go fast, go fast. And there's people sitting in, you know, or standing in the road, you know, standing in front of my cabin like I can't. Get off me! Talk to my brother. Go, go, take us to the Luxor. And then I saw this guy tending to a woman that was laying in the street and um, he's like, hey, stop, stop. But then, um, you know, I didn't know how many people would try to start uh, piling into my cab. So I just kept on going. I had a full cab and there was other cabs around and... Okay. I I decided, no, I'm going to go. Fucking go, sir. All right, I'm going. All right. I'm, I'm a girl, by the way, so. No, that's okay. It's okay. They were being mean to me. They were pissy to me. People said I was pissy to them, but I think they were pissy to me. But, I mean, I got to I gotta give them a pass because they were, you know, scared shitless. I'm freaking the fuck out, honey. I've never prayed so hard in my life. I'm sorry. All right. I've never seen so many fucking dead people on the ground. You got to be kidding me. No, everybody's dead. There's dead people everywhere. Oh, my God. There's dead people fucking everywhere. Turn those fucking lights off. And somebody's got the door open. Somebody's door is open. Look at my phone's all bloody. Just for people. I'm I thought they were crazy at first. I thought they were drunk and crazy, to be honest with you. Because I, in my mind, I still couldn't comprehend that something horrible like this was actually happening, you know, in my beautiful city. And then when I started putting two and two together and thought, oh, wow, okay, so that shooting that I heard at Mandalay Bay must have been 
going down to the people, you know, shooting at the people in this festival. And then I started thinking, oh, this is just so horrible. This wave of angst came over me and I said, oh, shit, this is really happening. And that's where in the video you can see that I start to shake really bad. Oh, my God, this is not good. No, it's really bad. Oh, you know, we were, I was over at the Mandalay Bay and was it an automatic rifle or what? Automatic. I took them to the one girl's um, Airbnb. I was not scared for my safety any time that night until after I had dropped off the people that had been in my cab and I was going back to my taxi yard. I was starting to go into shock and I could barely drive at all. So I just drove home, got home and poured a glass of wine and laid on the couch and had the cat on my lap and had my cell phone in my hand and so at 11:11, which was less than an hour after the shooting had stopped I posted on Facebook and I was uh, still online and trying to wind down and I just watched my Facebook video go viral it was insane and then the producers of these news shows started calling me I got my first call at 3 a.m. In the first two days, I was like the, the poster child of, these, of this terrible, horrible event that happened in Las Vegas, and I didn't like it. Another taxi driver, Corey Langdon, was also at Mandalay when the mayhem began. People started jumping into her car. They said, go, 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 just go, go, there's an actor. You know, and, and people continued to call me, and I'd say, don't talk to me. Talk to the, the policemen that were there, the first responders, the, the ER people, the ambulance drivers, you know, every, just don't, talk to them. They're much more important than me. And they're like, well, we don't know their name yet, and, and, uh, but we know who you are, and the world wants to know now what happened, and you, we already have found you, and you know. The investigator is back. Boy, conspiracy theorists. This is the Corey Langdon taxi video, the famous taxi video. <clears throat> well, there's an anomaly that, you know, everybody tries to explain. Well, you know, if you believe that Paddock is up on the 32nd floor, then you're going to believe the anomaly at right about 10.010 that Stephen Paddock is shooting down the hallway for yet a second time. 22 bullets. 22 shots are heard. They're trolls. They're weird. There's something horribly wrong with those people. I mean, the ones that are that are really weird, uh, the ones that think that uh, the Las Vegas shooting didn't happen, that it was all acting. You know, I had people saying that, you know, that I had orchestrated and used a bunch of crisis actors. They thought that I was a crisis actor. They thought that I was the second shooter. They thought that the shooter was my boyfriend. They thought that I knew that it was going to happen. How would I know to turn on my video and be there? Just crazy stuff. I mean, my my video was just sliced and diced 
and and conspirize, you know, by these YouTube people. It was it was crazy. It's like somebody was spraying bullets. But were they spraying bullets on the 32nd floor to where Corey can hear it down here? Muffled 22 indoor shots? Or is this something else going on? I never got a specific death threat, but people would say, you need to go into hiding because the government's trying to kill you. And that scared the shit out of me. I've never regretted filming the video and posting it and going through everything that I I went through, which is which is pales in comparison. You know, my experience after the event just pales in comparison to, you know, the people that lost loved ones and, and the, the first responders and stuff. You know, when I first saw the George Floyd video, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, boy, uh, that whoever filmed that didn't know at the time. Whoever filmed that is going to have a crazy, crazy time. And then I found out that uh, this young woman was named Darnella Frazier, just a young 17-year-old teenager. And I think it's an extremely important video that she did. And and I can feel for her on how she feels as far as, oh my God, why was I the one chosen? And holy geez, look at these people coming after me and all these accolades I'm getting and all these, you know, crazy things that they're saying. You know, they called her a crisis actor too. They said she made it up. I, I would love to talk to her because I think we're in a, a very small club. I film even more now. <laughs> uh, what did I film the other day? Hey, whose car is this? Uh, I, I filmed a car that was uh, on fire in front of my house, and I put that on Facebook. And then, of course, somebody put, How come you're always where you're supposed to be? Never a dull moment. Here comes the cops. material is primarily made with the help of those who lived these events. The podcast is produced by Nicole Kelly, Peter Lang Stanton, and Matt Frasica, and edited by Kate Osborne. Our associate producer is Stephanie Brown. Original score and sound design by Steve Bone and Kyle Murdoch. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. If you dig this, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.